you're listening to Artspin on Sin Nation at the moment with uh, myself, Christian, Jack, and our final guest uh, for this episode. He'll be joining us for quite a while. There's so much to unpack here. From Ridge Refuge, talking to us about uh, the um, exhibition and program stories about hope, we have Thomas Feng. Hi, how are you going? <laughs> um, and also uh, Tina and Renee Dixon. Thank you so Thank much you. for coming Thank in, you for everyone. Thank <laughs> um, Yeah, how are you all doing? Good. Great. Wonderful. <laughs> <Busy> day. <laughs> yeah, so can you just, uh, I suppose, just tell us a bit, gen- you know, generally to start off, of, to start off with about um, stories about hope and also Road to Refuge and um, what you do and, yeah. Do you want Tina Renee to start off with stories about hope? Sure, that would be fantastic, yeah. <laughs> oh, where shall I start? <laughs> <laughs> Which story about hope would you like to start with? Yeah. Uh, they, they're all important. I can't mm. say there's only one. It's mm. like best to feature. They all create, you know, mm. one whole narrative about 70 years of refugee convention so that's um, that was a point to creating this project stories about hope because I want to show that not only one story is important we should look through like whole historical you know events why people were forced to seek asylum in a different ways Yep. But at the same time, we really wanted to um, shift the conversation and not to be falling into the trap of victimhood, but to portray people through the lengths of dignity and strength and their success, success of survival and success of getting up every morning and, you know, keeping on with a smile on your face. And we've been really privileged at Road to Refuge to have Renee and Tina approach us to bring stories about hope to Melbourne. Um, so Road to Refuge is an organisation focused on changing the narrative and reframing the conversation on people seeking asylum and trying to put the voices of lived experience at the heart of the conversation. So too often we're hearing you know, the voices of Malcolm Turnbull, Peter Dutton, <laughs> you know, where are the actual people? Don't mention them. Don't yeah. spend this time <laughs> You know, where are the people which matter the most? And, and those are the people with those lived experiences. That's what Road to Refuge is all about. And the... Like, the plurality of that as well you're talking about yeah like definitely voices, plural, experiences plural, absolutely yeah. like um you know in the exhibition itself mm-hmm. there's eight different stories they're all from different parts of history and different points of history they're all very very different people as well mm-hmm. um so it's really important that you know, we sort of shape the label of what a you know, refugee is or a person seeking asylum is Mm, yeah, and could you tell us uh, a little bit more specifically about yeah the diversity of the stories? I know, unfortunately, diversity has become a bit of a buzzword, but uh, like yeah, using the word sort of in its you know, true like honest sense. Yeah, mm. um, uh, Renee, do you want to talk about that or Tina? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're probably better off because you guys are the producers of the exhibition. Yeah, I agree about the diversity, but I guess what mm. we're trying to to show is um, like first of all different historical periods. So we're starting mm. with um, Holocaust survival, and we come up to the recent modern times. And people are still um, fleeing armed conflicts, but also it was about portraying different types of people, like people who seek asylum because they're queer, um, you know, having women in there, having different people of color. So it was mostly just showcasing that, you know, there is that wealth of different stories. And I guess I personally struggle when we try to define everyone as a refugee. So it's just that artificial unity that is constructed. And, you know, we all come from different experiences, and though we may have different needs and the responses to the whole you know displacement crisis maybe should be different so it was mostly about just speaking about the variety of experiences um that exist there and shaking off the label i would say because you know first of all we have people with complex stories Mm. not just a refugee which is erased our education heritage and 
Yeah, it becomes like when we're defined as just a refugee that um, nothing else matters, but we had so much experience, you know, behind us. And why should a temporal, you know, circumstance in our life completely override our identity and who we are? And sometimes it feels like it not only overrides your identity, but it projects what your future is going to be. So we were trying to... So the language on the project is that we're saying it's people from refugee background because we recognize the complexity of their histories and experiences and their people. And mm. that was just a part of experience that mm. did contribute something to their lives and it will be different for different person, but it's not 100% what they are. Mm. It's a part of, yeah, part of that one, one of the experiences and identities that shape them. Yeah. Jack, I know you had quite a few questions. <laughs> I have so many yeah. questions. It's fascinating as well, just because there's a mm. lot of... Um, this is like 2017 has been a really really powerful year for this kind of activism i mean we've been taking a running start at it for such a long time and like whether or not we're actually seeing any progress from that is a completely different conversation but um did you in timing this kind of stuff i mean obviously we've just had the human rights film festival the sydney film festivals had quite a few films about refugee stuff as well obviously at the moment in acme there's a a lot of focus on manis and the and what's happening, obviously, over there. Did you time this specifically to kind of make the most impact, or is this kind of a happy coincidence in terms of... You know, I started doing my project because I was... Um, that's main conversation about people who seek asylum. They're showing always through prism of victims and... Um, Vulnerability. Vulnerability. So I want to show a different story, which mm. is you can't see on uh, film festivals in um, similar like events, because it's easy to sell the trauma, and uh, it's easy to drag your attention to something like this. Mm -hmm. But if we came f through this experience and we're still very strong person, uh, that doesn't mean that I don't need uh, good services or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So maybe we can try to shift the discussion to survival mm -hmm. and um, talking about this, maybe this, you know, like... How to say? Like, this is not to say that we're not saying that why, that is why not important. Why do you need to, un uh, to, yeah. to see that I'm suffered to understand that my life is matter? Mm. And so, you know, by all means, um, the whole, I guess, legal framework and the whole situation in Australia is pretty terrible and, and it's dehumanizing and it's against mm. the human rights and it's just against the morals, like, to mm. start with. But I guess we were trying to say that in all of that, you need to preserve the human dignity and mm. there are ways to tell the story and to raise really important issues, but keeping the agency of the human being. So you have to constantly have in mind that you have this, you know, human person in front of you. And especially, I guess, um, so for us, it took two years to do the project. So it started back um, in 2015, 14, yeah, maybe like, even, like more than two years now. Um, and it started from like our autobiographical accounts. And then we went on, you know, to talk to more people. We have people um, in the project who've been to detention camps in Australia as well. And, you know, who've been through temporary protection visas and you know like luckily for them at the time the law changed and unfortunately we're again at the stage when TPVs are still in, in there so I would say it is a coincidence now mm. that we're at the refugee week but I guess what is not a coincidence is that what we are doing is we are putting the real voices at the forefront mm. of the discussion because it is so important to have allies who would advocate for us but it is more important that we actually have a venue to speak on our words mm. in our own words and as well, when I created this project for me, that was very important to give full control under uh, their stories. So people, you know, if they w wouldn't be happy from how I montage 
show documentary, they can say, I don't want this to be included. I don't want this to be included in a book. So that's their agency and they have any rights to, to, to say everything to me. So they like created their own stories. How did you go about finding these stories initially? Um, so we knew some people, probably we knew two, and then it was just like word to mouth looking for others. So we approached many, some didn't want it, some you know, said yes and then had to rethink. So we took a very ethical approach of really asking many times. Not like, okay, you happy? Done, let's go and feel. No, be like, are you sure? Let's talk about this in a week. Let's have another meeting and discuss it. Because we knew it's going to be widely and everywhere and internet and stuff. So we wanted people to be comfortable that that's what's going to be out there. Um, and so we had some help from New Humans of Australia, which is help some help from other NGOs who work with people. So basically we only knew two people out of everyone else and then just all other were, you know, people who we met throughout the way. It's kind of fascinating, this kind of curation that goes about with these kinds of stories as well because obviously you want to work really really well with these people and make sure that you're not I mean putting them at risk or like but also kind of encouraging them not to self-censor themselves with that kind of stuff how because this is a very interesting way of going about it as well with presenting eight different stories about eight different people that's not specific to an event a lot of these stories are based around obviously like what's happening in Syria or what's happening in Manus are you at all worried maybe that having such a broad scope on it might not have the same impact as if you'd focused on a specific event? Um, so I think basically, like I said, two things. So first, from the curatorial point of view, the way it's structured that it has photography and short films. And initially we only had portraiture of people. And then when we started to work with the curator, she included five shots in there as well, which were um, black and white photographs, which was basically our... Um, autobiographical story but there was a nice entry point to connect all together because those five black and white photographs represents the displacement the uncertainty the limbo in australia the search for your home so that would be a uniting point for any story of displacement when we were filming people it was interesting because we just had some sort of standard generic questions and then we would just explore each story more when we had all the footage the cutting message through all of them was questions of belonging whether i want to feel i'm at home in australia and I'm constantly questioned where I'm from and my belonging is constantly questioned and judged in here and I'm constantly being pitted as this outsider but what we all want is just to have this home right now and so that created that sense of unity because we had a message in mind that this is about the human dignity and strength and there are different ways right to show it but that I guess cross-cutting message of belonging was there that would unite them and so because the stories were so rich and um, so we also had a book um, that is, you know, accompanying together the project that, you know, has a little bit different angle from what is shown in the documentary. So you kind of get this comprehensive as much and as you can book, idea. You, uh, you can have like long, la la long lasting, lasting impact. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. Mm. So because everything what we will get from the book sales, we will donate to organizations who work with refugee. Uh, people who seek asylum. For example, all donations will go to um, Road to Refuge in Melbourne. Because I want to create this, you know, to help them. They help us, mm -hmm. we won't help them. Well, because th yeah. that was the second point in whole interviews, because people want to give back. Every eight stories, they mm -hmm. always said, we want to give back. Mm -hmm. So that's, and that's something that I wanted to ask as well. Did this process kind of 
offer some form of healing to both of you as well? Like working with other people through their stories that kind of help you come to terms with some of the stuff you've been through? I would maybe think that like, yes, but also some kind of healing was a drive for the project mm. because for two years we would never speak about our story. And then I guess it was just coming to this realization that your experience is just much bigger than what you've been through. It's actually a unique source of knowledge that you can use if you want to educate other people, if you want to rebuild your life. So I guess we were starting from that point. But of course, um, we also learn a lot in terms of, you know, the importance of like ethics and humans. And we were starting with a very ethical approach to the project. But it's, I guess, you know, we're really proud that we're doing it in a very ethical way. Because sometimes when you feel you see other approaches of people mm -hmm. who are not coming with lived experience, and even if they're coming with well intentions there should be a lot of collaboration with the actual people who live through this so mm. it is done with us and not just for us mm -hmm. where do you go after this project because this has taken two years of your life do you continue are you going to continue building on this or is there is this finished now is this a complete project so the project as such is complete, but the idea is that stories about hope are very adjustable and traveling exhibition. So mm. after Melbourne, we are continuing our partnership with Road to Refuge and we're going in Sydney. It's going to be on show in Sydney from the 12th of July for two weeks. And um, next year, Wagga Wagga Museum of Riverina expressed their interest to bring in stories about hope to their region. And we'll be just looking for more places who want to um, show them because the exhibition is really adjustable. It's it's easy to have as a one night off show or as a screening or even just a discussion with some you know pictures on the background mm -hmm. so our idea was to continue using it as this kind of resource that would spark the conversation source of knowledge mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. fantastic is there anything you else like want to like add to this like conversation just before we wrap up well i think when we talk about impact for the sector and long-term impact of stories about hope you know i think we need to do a big reflection as a sector you know we've had 15 or 16 years now since 2001 child overboard with tampa and things haven't worked for the sector and i think we need to do a deep reflection of that and i think that's a really big reason why stories about hope is really really important given the time um, of the conversation now you know with that recent announcement with the landmark decision to give compensation mm -hmm. there's a real drive to move to a strengths-based narrative you know these are these are people these are people with hopes and dreams just like you and i um and, and we need to start treating them the right way but i also think especially in the context of refugee week it is important that when we say that we are celebrating refugee week it means that we people with lived experiences are at the forefront that our voices are amplified our struggles are acknowledged it's not just some events for wine and cheese and get together <laughs> and celebrating someone that you do not yeah. that you do not comprehend as a person who never been through that so it is very important that people with lived experiences are, the, are at the forefront of decision making of you know policy and service provision and anything else and the advocacy and you know we really appreciate all the allies that are there at the sector but I think at times like this when the policy landscape is really challenging um, there should be really more voices that are heard. Absolutely um, well thank you so much for, for joining us today and um, yeah, I hope you've said um, we you know, might have you around for a little bit longer if you're happy to stay for a little bit yeah, more of a conversation yeah that'll be fantastic. <laughs>